My name is Daniel Van Doren and you're watching Anything is Possible. I'm Patrick Sang, Global Citizen, Investor. Join me as I talk with global influencers for their insight, wisdom, and how they overcame their own personal challenges. Sharing positivity, overcoming challenges, creating one world together. I'm Patrick Sang, anything is possible. Welcome to Anything Is Possible. We're in Nas Nas Beach in Dubai. I have a young entrepreneur with me, Daniel Van Duren. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for having me, Patrick. Stoked so, to be here. So, Daniel, um, you're uh, the CEO and co-founder of Surf House Dubai. Um, tell us a little bit about Surf House Dubai. Sure. So, we uh, we started in 2005 uh, with my business partner Scott Chambers. Uh, we started out as a basic surf school, just teaching tourists how to surf on the beach. Uh, we grew from there into um, a shop where we now sell basically the, the world-class products, um, everything to do with surfing and stand-up paddleboarding. And we also have a cafe as well, so a, a healthy food cafe. So we do basically, um, we're a lifestyle shop uh, location where you can come surfing, paddleboarding, uh, buy all the products that you need, and then also enjoy um, healthy food. So you're living this healthy lifestyle outdoors in the water, and that's, that's, that's what we do. So Daniel, um, COVID has been a, a major problem globally. Dubai is a global city. Um, how has COVID affected you and, and Dubai? At the start of COVID, I think Dubai was probably one of the, the strictest places in the world. Uh, we went into complete lockdown. You had to get permissions to leave your house to even go to the supermarket. So for about two months, we were really on edge and we had to close the business. So we were in, in a you know, very difficult situation. And then uh, the beaches reopened, uh, restaurants reopened, our shop reopened, and we've actually never been this busy. Um, it's been a bit overwhelming, um, but with all the um, support from the local community, and that's basically our main business, is, is the locals and residents here in, in the UAE, and they've been um, very supportive. And I think you know people want, want to be outside, want to be enjoying life, you know, the more simple things in life, and that's exactly what we do. We offer, you know, um, a beach lifestyle, and um, it's been it's been super good. So, so what's been the? Um, I mean, obviously, being in lockdown and two months stuck at home, no beach. You're obviously a very active person. How did you deal with like the mental side? It was very tough. Um, you know, I think with anything, you've got to look at the bright side. I, I was spending more time with my family. Um, I've got four kids, and I've never spent so much time <laughs> with them before. Yes. Uh, it was great, you know, building that relationship again. So, so that was fantastic. Uh, it was difficult because we live right on the beach, and I can see the ocean from my window. And um, you can't touch it. Can't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> and there were waves, you know, like a couple times during that lockdown, and it was torture watching those waves and not being able to go out there was difficult. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there was good sides and bad sides about it. Um, Understand. And, and what lessons have you learned from, you know, like you were saying, you spend more time with your kids, get to know them. And then there's yeah. like homeschooling, I, I presume, at the time. Yeah. So, I, you know, now we're sort of in a, I wouldn't say a new normal, but it's, it's obviously different to pre-COVID. What, what have you like improved on yourself and with your like family relationships with your friends? Um, I think it's that work-life balance now is, um, yes, you need to work and you need to get, you know, the job done. 
but um, I think I've you know managed to. It's all about managing your time at the end of the day, and um, that that's what I've been able to juggle um, a lot better now is managing that family and and work lifestyle. So I think I've learned that, and and patience is probably you know the biggest thing. Um, as long as you are persistent and you're patient, um, you know good things will come. So. So uh, 100% agree. So the takeaway to this is be patient, be persistent, yeah. and uh, work-life balance, which is, I guess, one of my major, uh, I wouldn't say failure, but uh, major struggle and challenge, I think, in everyday's life because you have to obviously, you know, time management. Yeah. So going back to, I guess, your childhood, um, obviously you're a very active person. Tell us about your childhood where you're like an active boy, you know, family, very active family. You know, how did you get into the, all this? Yeah, so we grew up on the beach, basically where uh, Jumeirah Beach Hotel is now, the Burj Al Arab Hotel, the infamous uh, seven-star hotel. We grew up on a beach which was just um, down the road from there. And, uh, you know, brothers were all out surfing, friends were all out surfing. Um, it was a very, Dubai back in, in the early 80s was a very, um, you know, free place. You could go out in the desert, go motorbiking, um, you know, go to the beach, go surfing. It was, um, you know, the world was our oyster back then. Mm. Uh, we grew up in a little haven right there on the beach, so very active, basically every day. Um, you know, skateboarding, anything to do with adrenaline, I was I was doing it. So, yeah. So, um, so I understand that you know your 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 father's Dutch and your mother is um, English. Um, and we were joking about um, which teams did you support um, on a national and club level? Yeah, yeah. So I would have to definitely say Holland uh, on the World Cup. Um, but then uh, my mom's from Manchester, so I'm a, a Man U supporter. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, but even though I was, my mom's English, my dad's Dutch. I've never lived in either country. Uh, grew up in in the Middle East and um, spent five years in Australia for university. And as soon as I graduated, I couldn't wait to get back. So. Interesting. And how how important? Uh, just for the record, as a Man U fan, Liverpool fan, we have social distancing, so it's great. Um, how how did the um, Australia is obviously a massive uh, surf um, culture. Yes. Um, is it better than here, or you know, are you trying to bring some of the Australian stuff here? What, what's the sort of your take on it? Yeah, I definitely um, was inspired during my time in Australia, and I brought a lot of um, you know the, the good things that they do there. Um, I'd say the community here is even stronger though. Um, it's not as big, obviously, it's not as big as the culture, but we really grew that culture here in Dubai. It didn't exist when we were growing up here. We had like 15, 20 surfers max. Uh, you couldn't buy any products, you had to get it all imported. Um, or whenever our friends went on holiday, they had to bring it back with them. So we really grew that culture, um, which didn't exist. And it's a, it's a nice culture out here, actually. Um, you know, there's no aggression in the water, it's really positive, everyone's just having fun, basically. Um, the the past uh, history with surfing, it's a different culture. It's, um, so yeah. I would say, uh, can I say this? It's more friendly competition, healthy competition. Yeah, healthy competition. And I think in a lot of the other places, I guess Hawaii and uh, California, Australia, there'll be a lot more hostility in some ways. People try to help each other here, right? Yeah. But yeah. but do you feel that sometimes in life, when people are too friendly, you don't push yourself, everyone to the top, whereby if it's a bit more hostile, people push harder. True, yeah, that, that, is, that is true. Um, you know, there's no ranking system um, over here. It's a lot more friendly, whereas, um, you know, in Hawaii, for example, like you said, uh, there's a lot of respect for the, for the, you know, guys who have been there for the longer time, and, and you know, you would never drop in on them because, um, yeah, you wouldn't be allowed back in the water, things like that. So, 
yeah, it definitely pushes people a lot higher, a lot more, I think, that, you know, Hawaiian surf culture, but it, it's a lot more friendly here, relaxed. So, Surf House Dubai, you started in, uh, um, the team started in 92. So, um, two, 2005, we, business started. Yeah, um, but, but you, you were like way before that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, what was the vision when, like 2005, when you started the company, what was the, the vision of the actual surfing and then what are you guys trying to achieve? So our main vision um, for starting the company was to put Dubai on the map for as a surfing destination. So a lot of people, even still today, say there's no ways in Dubai. You know, why are you running a surf business in Dubai? Why don't you go to Australia? It was very unique here. There was no other surf culture. So, so we had really that whole, you know, to, to grow that over here and we had no competition, um, which at the time was, was great. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really grown from absolutely nothing to what it is today. So I think we, yeah, very, very grateful for that. And anything is possible, right? Anything is possible, yeah. exactly. So I understand also that you, you guys believe a lot that the oceans, uh, you know, um, Give up, give up a lot of positive vibes and effects to people. What's, can you elaborate more on that? 100%. So myself, every single morning, I have to go for a swim um, in the ocean. Uh, I don't feel the same if I don't. Um, there's just some positive energy, you know, and that you can't get from anything else in the mm. ocean. So it's part of my ritual every single day. And I want to share that with everybody else and I want to get more people in the water. Um, and that's one of our main goals at, at Surf House Dubai is that anyone can do it, basically. Um, doesn't matter if you're, um, you know, where you're from, if you're six years old or if you're 50 years old, um, it's never too late to learn and experience that same experience of, you know, the nature, um, the beautiful energy that you get from catching a wave, um, the adrenaline that you get, it really just, um, it changes your whole aspect on life. Just, so, just to share something with you, yeah. I, I almost drowned one time in the pool when I was, um, I can't remember what age, seven, eight, nine, uh, a young age. And it was actually quite traumatic for me that I was uh, a bit hesitant to go back into the water. Yeah. Um, I'm, and, and, and by no means, I'm not a good swimmer now. I can swim. Um, I could probably survive uh, an accident on, on the ocean for a couple of hours max, probably. But um, I think one of the things is, even though it was quite challenging at the time, I sort of eased back into it and I tried to overcome it by at least trying to do it. I'm not definitely not a triathlete by any means, but at least I kept on going. So um, you've got to adapt, right, obviously. Um, how would you say during that lockdown period, the two months, you couldn't get back to the water? What did you do in terms to have an alternative to continue to at least keep, keep sane? Keep sane. Um, actually, very good question. I started following Wim Hof and um, oh, okay. I got a, a chest freezer and um, was doing ice baths every morning and every evening before bed. <laughs> so I still, even though I couldn't go to the ocean, I still went back to the water and that was my, like my go-to all the time. So yeah, uh, just powered on a, a chest freezer, filled it up with water, four degrees, and uh, jump in that every morning and, and evening before bed. So that was my go-to. Um, but yeah, like you said, a lot of people have that tra traumatic experience and, and it's very difficult to, to bring them back to the water and they don't feel comfortable. And that's what we want to do is, is make people feel okay. comfortable in the water. Okay. Um, you know, Dubai is a very safe place to learn um, the sport of surfing. Uh, we don't get big waves like Hawaii or Australia. We don't get dangerous, um, you know, creatures like sharks and, you know, all these jellyfish where they sting you, you, you have an hour to live. And so it's a very safe place to, sure. to, to learn. Okay. 
and um, that's why we really wanted to it's an idealistic place that's why we wanted to really push it to the world mm. and a lot of people are traveling you know uh, passing Dubai not knowing that there's waves but why not come down to the beach and, and learn this beautiful sport um, in a safe environment and that's, that's what we want to do yeah so can you show me a bit later perfect okay we'll, we'll head out on the board yeah. and okay, um, yeah so as a leader and an innovator obviously Dubai has no waves all this kind of like prejudice and um, perception from you know the Australians, the Hawaii guys saying, "Oh, you guys are not really a surf thing." I mean, what what, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, so we, we definitely get that all the time, and um, you know we hear it on a daily basis. People are saying, "What what are you doing?" You know, starting a surf school in a place where there's no waves. In fact, we get great waves, um, which are perfect for for learning. Uh, sometimes it's even good enough for us to run surf contests and events oh. as well. And we've had uh, international. It, pros come as well and, and take part of those events um, but you know it's it's really actually we don't get waves every day so it's made us think outside the box so if you go to a surf school in Australia they'll just be doing surf lessons every <laughs> single day yeah. we only get 90 days a year of waves 90 to 100 on average when's that uh, usually from about September October mm. to April May okay. so that's our season and then in the summertime there's no waves at all so made us really think outside the box and think you know what can we do to make this sustainable uh, without just giving surf lessons. So we've introduced yoga, um, which of course is great for your body, great for your mind, and it just really um, complements surfing. Uh, we've got the cafe now, which everybody needs to eat every day, right? So that's another thing, stand-up paddleboarding, you don't need waves for that. Um, we've uh, recently introduced uh, electric uh, e-foiling, which is the latest, um, I think, the future of water sports. It's a surfboard that has a hydrofoil wing on the bottom, and it's battery-powered by lithium technology. Um, and it basically gives you that sensation that you're flying above the water. You don't need waves for that. Um, so we've been, you know, introducing these things to the business. Uh, it's really just thinking outside the box. So let me just interrupt there. So yeah. um, uh, originally the idea was to do surfing, yeah. right? And I'm not trying to criticize in any way, but I'm very, um, uh, what's the word? I'm very impressed um, that, you know, you're doing other stuff. Yeah. Because I think, you know, ultimately it's entrepreneur, investor. You know, we always invest in companies, and companies change. You know, I, I mean, at the beginning, Nokia was, uh, they made boots, turned into a phone company. Apple started in computers, now they're selling music and TV and whatever, right? So, you know, in your opinion, do you, as, are you thinking sort of like outside the box as an entrepreneur, or you're turning sort of like Surf House into more lifestyle? It doesn't have to be restricted by, by surfing. I think it's, it's a bit of both. Um, it's definitely, you know, a bit of entrepreneur entrepreneurship um, but then also it's being innovative as well you, you can't stick the times change right so you can't keep doing the same thing um, so yeah it's, it's definitely a combination of the two that's a great mindset and um, and then talking about that doing business as a, as, an, as, as a human being obviously you have a, a set of principles and values um, that you live by and you have to show to your kids yeah. uh, what, what are they so I think probably number one would be integrity. Um, you need to be honest with yourself before you can you know, be honest with others. Um, and, and my second one would be lead by example. Um, in our business, I've, I've done every aspect of the business, you know, from giving the surf lessons myself to cleaning the surfboards to um, you know, making the coffee. And if you can't do that and you can't you know, lead by example, um, I don't think it's a good image that you're giving to your, your colleagues and your you know employees 
So I think those two are the most important for me. Um, yeah. Great advice, um, Daniel. I, I agree with that. I always agree that, you know, even though I'm sort of like leading the strategy and guiding the team, you still also have to um, do all the, you know, um, petty stuff as well. And I keep always saying to the colleagues and staff sometimes, like if you see a piece of rubbish on the floor, you don't just say, oh, I'm the CEO or whoever, I don't pick up the rubbish. You just pick it up along the way. You don't have to wait, oh, let's wait till, you know, the cleaner comes on Monday. Right, by Monday the ants are here eating the, the, the sweets or whatever it may be. Anyway, moving on, um, I was talking about my traumatic experience when I almost drowned in the pool. What was like the most dangerous situation you faced when you were like surfing? Whew, um, I've had a couple of close calls before, mm. but uh, I think one that, you know, sticks in my mind would be in Indonesia, uh, where I took off on a massive wave and, and came down and hit the bottom. Um, of the reef and um, yeah I was under for a long time oh. at the time it it felt like minutes it was probably only about 30 seconds but yeah. it felt like a long time because you're getting washed around and you know it was, it was a scary experience and then you come up and straight away as soon as you get take that breath there's another wave on top of you so so how um, long was the whole ordeal it was probably a few minutes um, but it felt like a lifetime um, and you know at the time you think I'm never gonna come out of this you know this is this is my last you know few moments here on, on earth but uh, and that and eventually I was fine and um, it kind of made me really yeah you know think about life and um, but yeah it's I survived it and um, I went up, went straight back out there and, and did it again so you know it didn't scare me um, or it did scare me at the time but then you know life's short so you've got to live life as well and live it to the fullest so always live it to the fullest um, I always say you know learn as if it is your first day and live as if it is your last day um, what about risk-taking um, what's your advice to young people for risk-taking I think uh, w what I see a lot of times when young people are starting businesses is they they don't want to go all-in and they always hold back just mm. in case something better comes up um, I'd say if you really want to make it and you really want to do it, you need to put everything into it and, and just go for it. Um, if you believe in it and you're passionate about it, you just need to put 100%, 110% everything into it. Um, if you've got that reserve and you're not quite sure, you, it's never going to make it. Sure. So, um, yeah. I agree with that. It's like, go for it. And, you know, if, you, if, it, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And you just have to learn from it and move on to the next chapter, right? Because like you say, life is short. Um, and you know, like you said, um, that accident, unfortunately, touched when you were here. But um, if something happened, you know, there is no sec second chance, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so what's the, been the biggest, like most significant setback in your life so far? Um, I'd say when uh, in 2012, uh, the authorities decided to ban surfing. Wow. Um, so that was a very challenging time because again, they didn't really recognize the sport and the, the, it was not part of their culture, um, is what they were telling us. And they said- well, what was, Sorry to interrupt, but what was the reason why, why, why would they ban it? So they thought it was dangerous for swimmers and, okay. and beachgoers okay. to have surfers in the water. Um, it actually turned out that uh, the beach is a safer place having surfers in the water because, so they were having a lot of drownings, basically. There were no lifeguard systems back in the day. Oh. Um, and surf, uh, surfers were essentially taking that role and um, wow. they're strong swimmers, they have a buoyancy aid. So whenever people were in trouble, the surfer was there to, to help them. Um, so they thought we were dangerous to sw swimmers. And then they banned surfing for six months and then the drowning rate just went through the roof. 
and we tried to explain to them, you know, that we're there to help. Um, you know, the surf is a it's a good thing for for the you know for the city, good thing for Dubai. And eventually, six months later, of every day, literally going to the offices and, and you know pleading our case, they came back and said, "Okay, welcome, guys. We we want you here. We want you. We we see the value of having surfers and the culture that you're bringing to to our country." So. Yeah. Congratulations! I feel very, you know, honored to to hear the story. I think I'm getting a bit of uh, uh, goosebumps hearing. I think I think it's very inspiring that um, you know you guys have saved lives and you know you can have fun, and it's a positive contribution to society here. So, so well done! It's really, 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 really good stuff. Um, yeah, we, we could have gone the other way and said, okay, let's um, you know get another job now and and you know nine to five like everybody else. But we it was our passion. It's what we believed in. So we were never going to give up and. We kept persisting. Excellent. So Daniel, um, you were mentioning earlier about the surfing community in Dubai yep. is very, it's smaller obviously, and people work together. There's less of that nasty kind of competition like you may yep. have in other countries. Um, do you think that has any relevance from Dubai as a country that it simmers down to the surfing community? And how does that winning mentality um, relates to that? Sure. So. Yeah, definitely. The, the, the culture is um, a lot more, um, I'd say, established in, in other places like Australia and Hawaii. And, um, you know, people strive to, to, to be the best because, you know, the, the standard is so much higher there. Um, you don't have that as much over here. There's not as much, um, you know, aggression or competition or... But, you know, for, for us to, to be the best, um, we, we, now as we're growing, there's a lot more competition coming. And I think competition is great. Um, before we were a monopoly and we basically owned the market and we got a little bit lazy to be honest um, and we kind of just sat back and you know people will come to us so competition started coming um, so that was a fantastic uh, you know wake-up call for us and we really had to again think outside the box um, you know do better things than our competitors and um, it was just constantly you know kept us alive and kept us you know innovating and so it was it was a good a good uh, wake-up call for us. Yeah. So Dubai is always a place that is quite innovative, I find, in the region, where Dubai is usually um, uh, the country in the region to inspire and to innovate, and then all the, a lot of the other countries uh, follow. Yeah. Um, do you think you're making waves, pun intended, to uh, yeah. spread the message to the other, other countries in the region? 100%, you know, we, we're on board with um, being, you know, uh, as Dubai is a le leading, I think, uh, worldwide innovation country, we are also there, you know, to be part of that. Um, like I was explaining before, the, the electric e-foiling is, is definitely the future of water sports in general. And um, we're, you know, at the pioneer of, of that in the country, um, you know, building that sport, building that culture over here as well. So, yeah, definitely. And, you got, and do you guys have any plans to expand to other countries? Um, for now, we, we, we've always thought about expanding to neighboring countries like Sri Lanka, um, uh, the Maldives, you know, those other great surfing destinations. We did try that for a long time, but we felt like our focus was then being taken away from, you know, the heart of it all and kind of the headquarters here. Uh, so we, we then regrouped and we now just kept our focus on, on where we first started and, um, and, and building that and building what we, we have already created. Um, I felt we got a little bit lost trying to, you know, be the first to do that, the first to do this, go to this place. So, yeah, it, it, it kept our focus 
um, on the baby that we, we started building at the start. Understand. So, yeah. so, so when I when I um, when I like do business and when I work, mm. that's when I feel the most alive, and that's you know what I do. And then obviously doing this yeah. podcast, I've been very humbled and passionate about doing this. In fact, I enjoy doing this more than work now. Yeah. Um, in your in your in your you know slate of work, do you view f surfing and the business as part of your life, or do you think it's sort of like it's just what I do? It's it's my lifestyle. Um, it's you know it it's an easy job because I love doing it. It doesn't feel like I have to wake up and oh, I've got to go to work yeah. again. You know, it's it's what I do. It's um, you know if I'm up late at night working, um, it doesn't bother me because it's it's what I love, and I'm really driven and motivated about um, doing that and, and spreading that with the community over here. So it doesn't feel like work. Okay. Yeah. And um, so apart from the surf side, how what what are, what other you know activities do you do to to you know, get away from it. Sure. Um, yeah. So it's like you said. You know, if you're always involved in the surfing, um, you it can also um, take away the, the the fun of it for yourself. Yeah. So I definitely try and um, you know, just put myself aside, do things for myself. Um, I'll, I'll go for a paddle. We'll paddle around the world islands. Um, you know, just to kind of get away from it all. Um, I'll go out on an E4 by myself or with my wife and go for a little tour. Um, so yeah, still, I think being involved in the water, um, again, is always my, my go-to. Um, but yeah, just making sure that it's really important that you have, you know, you do, do the things that you love for yourself and that you're not constantly just drained by everything. So, you, okay. you know. so let, let's get, let's talk a little bit yeah. more fun stuff. Sure. Um, are there any movies or books that you've seen or watched that have inspired you? Um, I think a book uh, would be on a documentary or an, uh, on uh, Laird Hamilton. Uh, I don't know if you know Laird Hamilton. No, he is basically the uh, all-round uh, waterman of the, of the year. Mm. Um, Kai Lenny is now the younger version mm. of uh, Laird Hamilton, but he has inspired me. He, he does what he loves. Um, he eats you know, and breathes and does everything about what he, you know, his passion, and that's uh, really inspired me with the business as well. And um, so he, he, I think that's one book, which, yeah, it's called Earth and Water. Earth and Water, yeah. okay. Yeah. And Tanya, do you have any role models? Role models? Uh, in, life, in life and in business and in surfing? Sure. So role model would be my dad, for sure. Um, he has encouraged me to do, you know, what I, what I wanted to do. Um, at the start, he was very much, you know, I'm paying for you, helping you put you through university. You need to do something with your life. Um, he's really been there, and my mum, for that matter of fact, as well. And they've always encouraged me to do what I believed in. Um, you know, all my other friends were getting, you know, these management jobs and, you know, becoming lawyers. And, you know, it, it's tempting to, to lead into that as well. Um, but I really wanted to carry on doing and working for myself and being an entrepreneur. And they supported me through that. Um, so if they didn't support me, I wouldn't be where I am now. So You'd be a lawyer in a suit right now in the be. office instead of in the beach here. Yeah. Could be wearing a tie, a suit, and <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. Does does I mean obviously surfing you know gives this image of carefree, yeah. hippie kind of thing, right? Um, yeah. Does um, religion or spirituality come into that at all in your life? Um, not so much. It's more about how I'm feeling, you know, at, at the time. Um, it's, it's, you know, people think, oh, surfing's for hippies. Mm. You know, I think uh, 
Barack Obama, he even surfs as well. Mm. So, you know, you've got people from all walks, walks sure. of the world. It's not, it used to be definitely have that image of that, you know, hippie, punk rock, yeah. parties, you know, alcohol, that kind of stuff. But um, it's changed a lot now and, and surfing is for, for everyone. Um, so, yeah. It's Keep up the good work. That's, that's uh, really good stuff. Um, yeah. So in life, not just in business, what's been your biggest regret? I don't, I wouldn't say I have any regrets. Um, you know, you have things where you kind of question and you, you know, you think, okay, maybe I should have done something differently. But if you hadn't have done it that way, you wouldn't have learned about that experience or, or why you should have done something differently. So I don't regret anything, but um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, decisions in my life have, have uh, made me uh, in the right direction of where, where to go. So. Yeah. Total agreement of that. Um, yeah. I, I'm saying with you, just no regrets. You just got to move on and, you know, oh, you know, man yeah. up. Learn from it, the it, mistakes. Learn from the mistakes. Um, okay, what about luck? Yeah. What's your take on luck? I think, uh, you know, if you if you do good things and, and you put it out to the universe, uh, it will come back. If, you know, luck, uh, yeah, I think if, if you deserve it, and it will come to you. So you're a big believer in karma? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, what about success? I mean, success is a is a buzzword. People talk a lot about it. Um, everyone's definition is different. What's your definition of success, and how do you go about trying to achieve it? Sure. So I think a lot of people, you know, like you said, they perceive success as you know, you have your money, you have your Ferrari, your, you know, it's 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 not Material for me. Things. It's not, yeah, for me, it's mm -hmm. not that. It's it's um, it's how you you feel in life, how you make other people feel in life. Um, you know what if you what you bring uh, to the table, basically the experiences that you have in life. Um, that that's really success for me. So, sure. Yeah. And what is your, in your opinion, what's the single most important factor in trying to achieve your success? Definitely, uh, again, would be persistence for sure. That would be if you're not persistent. Um, yeah, things just won't come. Like you, you've got to, you know, it's, life is tough. And if you're not persistent and, you know, constantly um, going for your goals, going for your dreams, it's, it's not going to happen. You just need to keep, keep going and believe in it and it will come. And, did you, and did this trait of yours, yeah. um, uh, was it uh, over time or was just like just from a young age or was there any specific thing that happened when you were younger that gave you this drive and persistence? Um, I think it's um, it comes from you know family the upbringing as well is is, is never to, to give up so I think that's a big uh, you know root of where it came from but then it's also just life experiences and um, you know I'm a I think sports in general as has helped me do that because when you're uncomfortable in a situation where you know you're tired and you feel like you can't go anymore but you push that little bit further it's very rewarding um, and I think that that activity in my life, like physical activity, has really helped me drive, you know, driven me into that, into work as well. So pushing myself um, to the limit um, has has helped with that. So, yeah. so pushing yourself to the limit um, yeah. um, oh. is a, is a very important. I mean, one of my yeah. favorite Bruce Lee quotes is uh, using no limitations as limitations. Nice. Um, nice, and I really believe in that. Um, yeah. So, what's your life ethos? Don't hold back. Give it your give it your all, and good things will come if you do good to the world. So, 
for the and, and how would you pass on your legacy from a business standpoint and also f as a father and human being? I think that's um, it's really important actually. If I if I do leave this world, which will happen one day, I'd like to um, you know show inspiration for for younger people, younger generations, and even older for that matter, to to do what you know you really life is too short. You need to do what you really feel is is your passion, and that's the main thing. So. Understand. And what yeah. is your uh, the next big thing for Daniel and for for the business? So I'd like to see ourselves um, cont constantly growing what we've already established. Um, I think the future of, of the industry here would be wave pools. Um, basically what they're doing now is building waves on a switch. Um, so you can turn on a wave, you'll have a perfect uh, barreling wave every single time. And um, in there, in that wave pool, you'll be running competitions, uh, surf schools, um, It'll be an all-round kind of yeah surf experience in this wave pool. So I think that's really the future. I, I think we have that in uh, yeah. in Hong Kong. You have it in Hong Kong. I think we have it in Hong Kong. Nice. Um, nice. So I guess yeah. it's I guess you know Dubai is a perfect place for that. You know you've created ski slope yeah. in a mall in the desert. Yeah. So yeah. you know who says it's impossible to have wave schools you know in Dubai? Yeah, exactly. No, I think um, it's really the future of, of the surfing in general. Um, it, it's going to take the surfing to the next level. When you surf in the ocean, you have to wait for waves. Um, not every wave is the same, so you have to approach every wave differently. Whereas in a wave pool, um, it's exactly the same every time. So you can practice a particular maneuver or a particular you know trick that you want to do uh, every single time. So it's it's it's, it's, it's a, a controlled environment. Controlled right? environment. I yeah. guess it's a little bit like golf, where yeah. you're in the driving range yeah. and you're just hitting like. 200 balls yes and you're recreating that instead of just waiting and the, the wave doesn't come right? exactly yeah, exactly yeah. Understand. Um, so Daniel uh, on anything is possible where we share positivity overcome challenges create one world together the last question is always Daniel Van Duren please share your number one advice to the audience especially our younger viewers sure so um, I would say um, always give everything give it your all um, never hold back. If you have that little reserve and you're not sure about it, it's, it's not gonna, you're not going to be successful in, in life in general. Um, if you really want something, go out and grab it and, um, and, and don't hold back. That would be my, yeah. Daniel, that is the true spirit of anything is possible. So um, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Um, I think um, I was very touched that, you know, you guys continued the drive to not give up. Uh, you got what you deserve, which is you got surfing back in Dubai, which is uh, I, I find that very inspiring. So thank you, um, Daniel. Thank you very much for having me, Patrick. Um, how do you feel about coming paddleboarding with me now? Absolutely. Uh, I just had hip surgery recently, but up for anything. Anything is possible, right? Let's go do Let's it. Let's go.